Did the man say rain in the forecast? Hopefully not tomorrow. I got a big day planned. My buddy, uh, Manuel, he does sar- sardines on the barbecue on charcoal. He brings them in from Portugal. Mm, there's good eating. You know what? Uh, basically, you just snip off the tail, the head, you know, quick gut, take out in one fell swoop, you know, the bones. Just they come out like a little skeleton. And then I didn't know they came in any, any other form other than canned. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I assume that a, the fishermen were just pulling them in cans out of the water. You're a culinary philistine. No, are you kidding? I mean, they're a delicacy, certainly for the Portuguese. And over the charcoal, you lightly brush them with oil. It's got to be over charcoal. But uh, I'm only saying it to drive cam nuts. He's coming by at the bottom of the hour. He listens to this. And any any reference to food, he starts to squirm. Breaks out into, you know, little beadlets of sweat on the brow. Uh, (laughs) Rivulets. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, And pretty soon it'll be a torrent. Uh, But we're talking about rain and this weather warning. I guess that's for uh, late Sunday into Monday and Tuesday morning. They're talking about a tropical depression, anywhere from 30 to 60 millimeters of rain. I guess coming in the aftermath of Gordon that had made its way uh, up the East Coast or hit Florida. But that's... Just so far in the future, let's just worry about this hour. The hour at hand with the bottom of the hour, we'll greet Cam and leftovers and end cuts. Something that was left over from the last hour's discussion with the panel had to do with these jobless numbers, and they are somewhat arresting. When you've got 80,000-plus jobs that went missing in the province of Ontario alone, almost all of which were part-time, that says something. There's a loss of 92,000 part-time positions right across the country, according to StatsCan, in the month of August alone. And so you might say, well, this could be seasonal work where the kids are going back to school. Uh, What is really in play here? Well, according to the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, it has to do with Bill 148, the Fair Workplaces Better Jobs Act of 2017. You recall when Kathleen Wynne uh, went forward with this idea that she would lift people on the margins out of poverty by raising the minimum wage initially to 14 bucks an hour and then it was supposed to be to 15 doug ford has since stalled that uh they're going to go in lesser increments over the next four years to get it to 15 by 2022 but still this has been cited by many to be a job killer because bill 148 also implies that there are other benefits being attached to uh the increase in the minimum wage so uh, this is now euphemistically being called by the ontario chamber of commerce the fewer jobs act Act. They've come out with a statement, and here to tell us all about that is the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, Rocco Rossi. Rocco, how are you doing this afternoon? Well, I'm, I'm doing well, but uh, there are 80,000 Ontarians who are not doing well uh, because of the Fewer Jobs uh, Act. And for those who say, well, just seasonal, I would point out that the balance of Canada produced net 30,000 jobs. Ontario was net down 80,000 to bring the entire country down 50,000 for the month. So when the rest of the country is doing better, and Ontario, which for as long as, uh, as, as, as uh, I've been conscious of, of politics and economics, has always been touted as the engine of the Canadian economy, this is um, nothing short of of crisis proportions and uh we're delighted that um you know there's a government that's at least saying that they want to make ontario open for business because we all know johnny that the the key to paying for all of the wonderful social programs and opportunities um that that we want in our society depends on 
businesses prospering and creating jobs and paying taxes. Well, last hour, one of our panelists, the former NDP MPP for Parkdale High Park, Sherry DeNovo, was saying uh, when previous governments had cut the corporate tax rate, it didn't create more jobs. So she's saying it's not a case of a trickle-down effect. It doesn't work that way. What we need is a trickle-up effect. But you're obviously saying the obverse. Yeah, well, and look at what's happened in the in the U.S. They have uh mr trump uh, among his other things has has put in uh one of the most significant tax reforms in in their history and their economy is absolutely on fire uh with unemployment rates that are below four percent uh let alone the almost six percent now uh in in ontario Taxes matter, obviously not uh, just on its own, but relative to your key competitive uh, partners, uh, and and so that's something that needs to be needs to be thought through. The thought that you know by adding taxes you're going to make the situation uh, better is 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 ludicrous. Uh, you know where where are they going to then have the profits in order to invest? And we're seeing already uh, over and above this. Uh, significant declines in foreign direct investment in in Canada because it's becoming considered a, a, a less uh, interesting place to invest. All right. It's the part-time jobs thing that, let me just focus on that for a moment. Yeah. If 80,000 were lost in the month of August alone here in the province, the bulk of which were part-time, 80,000 jobs lost, but the bulk of them were part-time. Uh, does that then suggest to you it has to do with Bill 148, which is not only the minimum wage, but it also comes with these other uh, benefits that are included in that, like extended vacation time for part-time workers, uh, more contributions to, I guess, uh, pension funds and things like that, pension plans. Uh, tell us about some of those things. example, Johnny, of how, how rushed this legislation was, how ill thought through the way it was originally uh, written, um, they they put it such that in calculating stat holiday pay, if someone worked one day, one day uh, part time in a month December with with a couple of stats, they'd also have to be paid for the stats. Right. They have increased uh, the emergency personal leaves before it was limited to companies above fifty. Now small companies when 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 in many parts of of the province the average size of the business is maybe three employees um, and suddenly ten days can be um, can be taken that you don't plan for uh, pretty hard to uh, to run a business um, and and those ten days the way the legislation is written right now are prorated so someone could start December 15th and be entitled to 10 paid leave days between then and the end of the year. So this is why we're saying, look, this was rushed. This was a grab bag of, of things. It's, it, you know, it, it's not like we're calling for a return to Dickensian England, but we are talking about fairness and talking about doing appropriate analysis, thinking through the legislation so you don't have these unintended consequences because... It's a nightmare, particularly for small and medium-sized businesses who, 
who simply don't have the time to go through and understand all the ins and outs of this. All right, but the Ontario Chamber, of which you're the CEO, Rocco Rossi, on the line, you're calling for the immediate repeal of Bill 148, the Fair Workplaces Better Jobs Act, which you've dubbed the Fewer Jobs Act. Because it has been ill-conceived, without substantive consultation, without economic analysis, where you're seeing... Uh, the written legislation full of these kinds of problems that um, that I've laid out. And so, therefore, uh, it has to be reopened in order to uh, slow the, the, the minimum wage increase as the, uh, as the provincial government has promised. And so we think that it, it would be appropriate, and particularly in light of uh, these devastating losses, job losses, that uh, this be rethought uh, appropriately and fairly. Well, already Doug Ford has addressed the City of Toronto Act, for which he's been taken to court. Uh, ditto the Education Act. Uh, where's the delay on repealing Bill 148, this Fair Workplaces Better Jobs Act? Well, look, there's a lot on on uh, the government's plate, and certainly we're calling on them um, as vociferously as we, we can. I, I would expect that uh, these numbers are also going to assist in our argument. Certainly, our members have been saying anecdotally uh, that they've been facing these issues. The accumulation of, as you know, some in your panel earlier said, not just this, but hydro rates, regulation, uh, 148, it all adds up, and anxieties over uh, NAFTA and where it is. So we need to take... Uh, quick action, and we we certainly hope that uh, when the government um, uh, returns to sitting, that uh, this be an item that uh, is is foremost in their mind. Rocco, I don't think he's going to touch the minimum wage. It's like that no, ship. No, he's is... made he's made that he's made that commitment. Right. We we understand that, but as you've rightly said, this is um, this is about much more than the the minimum wage because literally there was this omnibus bill. Uh, where everything in the kitchen sink was thought, was thrown in without appropriate um, and and substantive consultation, without it being thought through, you know, stupid uh, writing mistakes, and yet you know, law of the land, unless we put a stop to it. All right, and so you're saying it uh, would need at least to be tweaked. And some of these things, like the stat holiday pay uh, that's guaranteed, emergency personal leave going up to 10 days now, even for part-timers, those are the tweaks that you have in mind. We, we have a, a number of things to suggest to, uh, to the government. And, and again, let's, let's base it on analysis. Let's think through the consequences. And also, let's reflect a balance um, Given the uh, given the current circumstances and and where the economy is headed, well, certainly the numbers lend currency and credence to your argument. Uh, I believe that. I mean, when you've got eighty thousand jobs lost, almost all of which were part time in the month of August alone, uh, there is something. And the go- rest of the country was on the uptick. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. uh, lost yeah. ninety two thousand in total part time positions, but the number of full time jobs created in August rose by forty thousand four hundred. So the net loss Naturally, here, naturally, but not in not in Ontario. No, and it's the sectors too. I mean, sixteen thousand yeah. four hundred positions in construction lost, ninety two hundred in manufacturing. Uh, 
services sector shed 21,200 in August after shedding 22,000 in professional, scientific, and technical services. So uh, it's a real paring down, and it doesn't augur well for the economy going forward. Unemployment rate has now hit 6%. Uh, meantime, in the States, as you point out, it's going in the other direction, and there are jobs being created. So uh, it may have to do with a lack of a competitive environment. Rocco, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate it, and we'll look forward to seeing you in studio next week. I'm looking forward to it, Johnny. Have a great weekend. And you, Rocco Rossi, is the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. You know, we've talked about jobs periodically in this program as recently as, well, on Wednesday. I remember during our Wednesday, uh, the panel that uh, comprises Ernie Eves, John Turley-Ewart, and Buzz Hargrove, we were discussing how uh, there's a lack of certain qualified people to fulfill the trades. And uh, as a consequence, you know, these skilled employees have to be either imported or we would train them, but the training, I guess, uh, would take so long or the investment on the part of the employer. So we <laughs> we want to airlift them in as skilled immigrants, you know, when we're out recruiting, but internationally, so too are other precincts. And uh, part of the problem is we don't have enough people to fill these jobs. And as a consequence, we're not as productive as we should be. Uh, we're missing out on a lot of growth and reinvestment. But here's something interesting, because uh, right now they've got an election campaign taking place in New Brunswick. And the current liberal leader, Brian Gallant, uh, he says if he's reelected, his government's going to restore trades to every high school in the province. Great. Well, I think so. As a matter of fact, I mean, uh, back in the day in high school, I took a couple of trade classes. They were just, I can't remember if they were mandatory or they were uh, one of those electives, but... At the end of the day, I was happy I took them, and those were amongst some of the things that I retained more so than you know, English literature or whatever the heck else teachers were teaching me. You've got a pretty good vocabulary. Well, I picked that up in the trades. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, I thought you meant the salty language, <laughs> like, you know, when somebody cuts a finger off in a lathe or something like that. Ouch. But the trades give, you know, basic foundation for building a, a, a life, you know, real skills, real life skills. But it'll also strengthen the workforce is what Gallant is saying. So what he's going to do is uh, establish modern trades infrastructure in the schools through an infrastructure program, and they're going to boost enrollment in trades programs working with the province's community colleges. I just wonder if it's time where we really thought this one through and implemented uh, more trades in schools, high schools, so that you can graduate to trade schools, community college trade schools, but make it mandatory. Mm -hmm. In some cases, you know, we always sit here and... Uh, <laughs> I guess we're obsessing over things like sex, health, and uh, sex ed and health education. And math. Well, yeah, and math. Well, this goes without saying because they're foundational, but so too are trades. Yes. So I would submit that maybe it's time this province also looked at the model that they're they're doing in New Brunswick. The guy says if reelected, they're going to go heavy on the trades in schools. Every high school in the province is going to have to restore trades. Quick sounding of the water before Cam gets here at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to ask you if you believe that this is an idea whose time is ripe. It's it's good to get back to that. Every high school, and I know there are costs affixed to this. It doesn't have to be that way because I think in, in some cases the trades and certain professional groups would step up because this is where they need to recruit as well. Again, electricians, plumbers, all kinds of, and you know, there are, things to do with automation that would still be uh, trades, skilled trades. I know just the example of work being done around my home, uh, seeing how these guys are being run off their feet because they're hopping from job to job to job. 
you can't hardly get a hold of an electrician. It's like I can get a doctor's appointment faster than I can, I can get an electrician to come to the house. And I think it might require a bit of a cultural shift where people would stop looking down their noses at the trades and, and seeing college and trade schools as inferior to, say, getting a doctorate in basket weaving from a university. No question about that. Uh, in fact, you can see tradespeople are now living in the high-rent districts as opposed to, uh, as it used to be, somewhat considered, you know, blue-collar, dirt under the fingernails, very much a professional endeavor. How about this, though? High schools and having mandatory trades classes, what we used to call euphemistically shop. you got to take shop class. Yes, no, would you support that kind of thing? Good idea. The Liberals in New Brunswick are going that route. Do you think our government ought to follow suit here in Ontario? 870-6400. Just wanted to get a sounding of the water. And if you took a trade in high school, even if it wasn't something that you went into professionally, how'd that play out in the rest of your life? Was it something very instructive, very uh, worthwhile that you know you could make use of in all the years since you've graduated?